Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 38. In this reading, we find Jesus as an infant coming to the temple of Jerusalem. His family, Mary and Joseph, had to do certain things when he was born. If you're a Jew and you had a child born into your family, you'd have to go through certain regulations. You would offer a sacrifice. And there would also be something the mother would go through with ritual purity. Remember, in Israel, ritual purity was not connected to sin, per se. It was a state of just being holy and being able to go to certain religious services. So Mary would have to do some things, too, after she gave birth. That's a kind of a long, drawn-out discussion as to why Uh, That was required in Judaism. There's a lot of theories, but just for our purposes today, they had to go to the temple. They're offering this sacrifice, and they run into two interesting characters, two older people who have been waiting for the Messiah. That's kind of the theme of today's reading is waiting. So I want to read to you now uh, these verses. Once again, Luke 2, 22-38. When the time had come for their purification according to the law of Moses... They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation of the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is to be opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there's a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when uh, she was a virgin. And then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak of him to all who were sitting, waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So it's interesting you meet these two people in this reading, Anna and Simeon. They were part of this group of people that were at the temple continually, who were classified as those waiting for the redemption of Israel. So this idea of redemption would be a messianic concept. The Messiah would come and redeem the people of Israel. He would become the hope. You see this in Luke chapter 24. The two on the road to Emmaus talk about they hoped this was the one, Jesus was the one that would redeem Israel. So this concept of redemption of the nation. Redemption is a word that's kind of hard for us to understand. It's become a very religious-y kind of word. But in the ancient world, redemption was connected to the slave market, being set free, being bought with a price and set free. So this idea of freedom, uh, being set free, and 
For them at that time, literally, they were living under oppression. Even the temple itself was defiled uh, in the eyes of many Jews. It needed to be set free from bondage also. It was interesting that here we had this fellow. First of all, let's just think about Simeon. I mean, his whole lifetime had been classified by waiting. He was waiting for the hope of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. I kind of wonder what that was all about. The Holy Spirit was upon Simeon. Now think about old Simeon. Simeon didn't lead a movement. He didn't build a personal resume. He didn't try to go out and accomplish a bunch of great things. Here's a guy that just watched and prayed and knew something awesome was coming. It was as if Simeon was saying to Mary and Joseph, like in language we could understand, I believe God is doing something wonderful in this world, and I'm here to see it. So he's saying, I've been waiting for this. There's something tremendous going on, and God is the one behind it. And he's like, I want to participate in it. I, I've been waiting all this time to see this event, and now that I see it, I can rest in peace. Like I can, I can go to my grave knowing God kept his promise. And that was a big question among Jews at that time. I mean, think about it. There are all these wonderful, fantastic promises in the Old Testament, but it just seemed like God had grown silent. He was not going to answer those very things that he had promised them, that somehow God was not going to come through. But now he saw the Lord's Christ, the Lord's anointed, the Lord's Messiah had come, and so he could depart peacefully. Now, I think about waiting. I'm not real good at waiting Maybe you're not either. I'm not good at even waiting in a drive through at a restaurant. But the Bible talks a lot about people that wait patiently upon the Lord. I think of the psalmist. The psalmist said, I wait patiently for the Lord. And I may ask this question, you know, have I gotten everything in this life that I possibly wanted? Well, I never will. We're never going to be satisfied. We're never going to get all the things that we wanted if we waited patiently. Really, the question is not, will I get everything I wanted, but what kind of person am I becoming while I wait on the Lord? Now, let me explain what I mean by that. As I pray, then I have faith, and I turn things over to the Lord, maybe it's not so much, will I receive the answer I'm looking for now, and maybe in the next life, but what kind of person am I being shaped into as I wait upon the Lord? Am I going to be devout and righteous like Simeon? That's, that's the guy he is. He's a guy that the Bible speaks very highly of. And he never led a movement. He didn't have probably a huge resume to his name. But the Bible classifies him as righteous and devout. I mean, how would you like to be classified like that? And what do we know about Simeon? He waited patiently on the Lord. There's something noble about that. Waiting on what God has planned. And then we meet this woman, Anna. Now, just imagine, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the place of Mary and Joseph. Simeon shows up and says, okay, this kid, he is the Messiah. He's the one we've been hoping for. Oh, by the way, he's going to cause some division among people. He's going to bless people, but divide people. And, and Mary, let me tell you this, you're going to have some heartache in your life too. Something is going to happen to this child later that's going to be painful and so they're probably reeling from all this information. I mean, they've been told, okay, our son is the Messiah. I've been waiting for him. This community here in the temple has been waiting for him. We're so excited. Oh, there's going to be pain and suffering in your life. He's going to bring division and a sword and reveal all kinds of stuff. And they're thinking, okay, that's a lot to process. Then this woman shows up 
who is very old. We know that after her husband died, she lived for another 84 years. So she's older at this point, very old lady. And she shows up. And now she is praising God because of this child. Now, this woman, Anna, and this man, Simeon, this is the only time we find them in the Bible. It's funny that they're mentioned, but here they are. And I have a theory. I think this is Mary telling this story. This would be details a mother would remember. She would remember their names. She would remember the circumstances. And so Luke, being the good Christobiographer, has called upon Mary to get this information. So I think this is from her. So she remembers this with detail. And with Anna, we were told after her husband died, she never left the temple, but worshiped day and night, fasting and praying. So she comes up at that very moment and she's giving thanks for this child. The redemption of Jerusalem. I mean, she has been waiting also. And I think about this woman that if she doesn't grow bitter, her life was not great. I mean, all we know about her, she lost her husband at a young age and she lived alone for all these years. And she, instead of going after selfish things, decided she would dedicate herself to the worship of God. So there was these people within the temple. That's all they did was pray and worship and praise God and wait. And that seems so strange to us as moderns. Like, man, that's a waste of time. They could be out doing something else. They could be serving God a different way, but... You know, this is acceptable to God that they dedicated their life totally to prayer and praise and waiting. Maybe we're kind of processing this myself, as you can tell, uh, reading this and, and thinking about this, uh, just this whole idea of waiting, praying, and somehow they're acceptable before God. This is something that God is, is pleased with. So maybe there's something we can learn that we can be more contemplative we can be people that practice a little bit more expectation. Maybe we wait on God a little bit more to see what his purposes are. I'm really bad about this, about running forward and doing things and then asking God to bless them after the fact. But maybe we should be more like these two. Where we're open to what God's doing. We're praying and we're waiting on God to show the way through the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, do we have the patience to do that? I know I have a hard time with that, but... Today I present to you these two people that we probably don't talk much about in church. Simeon and Anna, amazing people, selfless people that were waiting on the Lord's cross. And you know what? We're waiting right now too for Him to return. We're waiting for our Savior. We know more than they knew. And we are waiting with expectation for Christ's return. As the early church would say in Aramaic, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Well, thank you for tuning in today. and Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you.